0: It's Hagen, right? Yeah.
1: It is Hagen. <laughs> it is morning. I'm Hagen Howshield. Welcome to Don't Feed the Artists. It is Jackson Russo. I'm Adam.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Today we uh, we have um, from Matthew and the Arrogant Sea. Uh, what's your name again?
3: Uh, Matthew Matthew Gray actually. <laughs>
2: That's weird. I don't get yeah. that. It's yeah. funny yeah. how that it works. Is, it is Matthew.
3: Yeah. I, I went, once we decided to call the band Matthew Narragansi, I actually legally changed my name to Matthew. Before oh, wow. that, you know, it was What was, Esteban. was it before? Oh, Esteban. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's
2: nice. You wouldn't tell from your uh, pale complexion. <laughs> I've had a lot of work done. <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah. We're uh, having an edit point. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't edit at all. But yeah, so... Uh, How's everybody doing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got in a car accident today. Do you want to talk about that? Oh, we can. Nice. I don't know. How are you feeling? Not
3: nice <laughs> accident,
1: but that's, that's to talk about it. Yeah, nice. Yeah. To, it's
0: nice to
3: talk about those things. How did it yeah, make you feel?
1: My back hurts. Oh man. Yeah, my your neck. Is, my car's in the shop. It sucks. Damn. Yeah, the other other guy drove off.
2: Yeah, we're on a manhunt. That's what this actually is about. <laughs> yeah, we need if, your help, listeners. If you know the
1: guy that I hit and yeah. then he drove off, <laughs> uh, <laughs> then please help us.
2: And what was your license plate number? What's your address? Yes. <laughs> I had to edit that out last, not last episode. Well, you, So you do edit? Yeah, oh, shit. Oh,
3: man, the truth comes out.
2: I'm really... Uh, I'm really pigeonholed here. <laughs> I don't think that's the correct term, but that's we're going to flip with it. Thanks, yeah, guys. That'll work. So, Matthew and the Arrogant Sea. Yeah. That is you. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. And the band. <laughs> so band, I mean. So, there is a rest of the band. I've seen you guys a couple times, mm-hmm. and the first time I saw you, I think there was five or six of you on stage. Sounds about right. And then, last time I saw you, there was only four. Mm-hmm. Is that like a core member thing, or is it? It's yeah, I five mean, to six.
3: Absolutely the the core member of Matthew and you can is 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 the four piece. Um every now and then we will have a fifth or a sixth. Um but quite honestly, I mean, we've always been uh, kind of a giant hodgepodge, or a big collective if you will, where it's the come and go uh mentality. Often yep. we'll have a clarinet player who's just the most badass wizard on that thing. Is this plays with Squidward? Uh yes, actually. Okay.
2: That was a bad joke. I apologize. (laughs) Jesus Christ.
3: His name is Brent Buemi, and he is just one of the finest musicians I've had the pleasure of playing with, especially on the clarinet. The man can can wail and... And I'm one of the few people that I do believe the clarinet is a cool motherfucking instrument. I was about
2: to comment on that. Yeah,
1: I mean I think I think of like, you know, of all the woodwinds everyone's always like, "Oh yeah, saxophone's the coolest." And it's all right, yeah, but it's I think all right. clarinets are awesome. It's saxophones
3: Clair- over overdone.
1: It is. Clarinets, flutes, those are great. Mm-hmm. I could definitely do without an oboe and bassoons yeah. are really cool <laughs> sometimes. I'll like, agree with that Like Rite of like, Spring. Rite of Spring is a perfect example of absolutely. like a bassoon being awesome. Yeah. But, you know, give me another example. You yeah. can't, probably can't. Probably can't. Yeah. <laughs> so Adam, are, Jackson, you are, you are you confused? Yeah, I'm very confused. <laughs> I, know, I know what all of those are. Oh,
2: fuck. No, I don't know what Rite of Passage is. Rite of Spring. Rite, of spring. <laughs> Rite of spring.
1: Tonight. I'll put it in the show notes for you. Thank you.
2: I will check that. Uh, congratulations <laughs> on Adam. Last episode the movie episode. The best show notes I've seen. In the world, I I didn't look at it. Well, now you have something to look forward to, everybody. (laughs) But so uh, you guys have a core, as you were saying, a core, which is, you know, a traditional drum, bass, guitar, you singing and playing guitar.
3: Yeah, and and that honestly started maybe five and a half years ago or so when we really kind of like, I was like, all right, I want to lock in like that core group. Because for many years, and I've been playing music under this guys for almost 20 years now. Um, for many years, it was always that come and go, that free form. The band was never the same band twice. It was never the same set twice. That was the, you know, the objective. And now it still is, but I kind of, as I get older, love having that core with me because they're obviously, honestly, I've never played with a better group or pairing of musicians than what we, I have in this band now. And I'm really grateful for that, but also excited for what we're working on uh, in the future
1: has it has it been the same the same core people for those 5 6 mm-hmm. years? Absolutely, yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good group of guys. Yeah. Oh,
3: the best, truly. Every one of them like and they all are talented beyond even their understanding and, and every time <laughs> I play with them I feel like we all kind of understand each other in in new ways and it's beautiful and meaningful and and that's why we are one of those bands that record live because I want to capture that. To me that's that's the essence of 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 a, a band is capturing the authenticity of the live set. Yeah. Because you know there there are bands that are amazing bands on on record but just shit live. Right. And that's just the saddest thing because every band has a bad night. Yeah. It's true. I don't care how great you are, every band has a bad night. Right. Um, yeah.
2: It's super unfortunate like at at like, a local level, it's super, like, if someone has a bad night, it's like, oh, I paid five, ten bucks, like, right. not that big of a deal, but, like, I have a fear of, like, one night I'm gonna pay 75 bucks to go see Jack White, and then that's gonna be his night that he's off, and it's like, well, that sucks, yeah. like, but I, <laughs> but then I also can't really, like, blame him, because it's right. just, like, I understand that that happens, and Absolutely. it's just, like, man, touring and stuff like that is such a finicky thing, because, like, it, i always think about it uh like the vocalists you know that's the one person who if they get sick especially if it's a throat Mm -hmm. thing they can't perform like i get it it sucks playing drums and playing guitar sick but you can technically do it you're gonna feel terrible but you can do it but like you can't sing if your throat is gone yeah so yeah i mean i always see like tour diaries of people just like (laughs) in the dark green room and they're just like what do you want i'm dead I
3: definitely remember times, especially like shortly after we had released um, the family record. uh, I definitely remember days at a time of just being, you know, you get out of the van and you just sleep in the green room and you do not want to talk to anybody. And it isn't because you don't want to be friendly or you don't want to interact. It's because your voice is so fucking weak or, you know, know, (laughs) no- excuse you make sure, again. To, make sure to
1: turn <laughs> make sure to turn your phones on silent for the podcast please I this, is this is for all the listeners Bazing. as well yeah. bazinga <laughs> <laughs> yeah that <was> i beautiful.
2: <laughs> yeah that, that's a big fear of mine especially even if it's just like a weekend run just mm-hmm. like anything just like Waking up, like, the Thursday before you're leaving and just having a throat thing or just feeling tired, just like, fuck, I have to drive eight yeah. hours. It That sucks. Uh, we drove to Shreveport and played a show, and it was a really great show, but we had, like, po'boys before. We were like, oh, we're in Louisiana. Yeah. We're going to just, you know, get everything that's Louisiana. And then, like, I ate way too much. And, like, I was, like, throwing up behind the venue, and I was like, I have to sing soon. And then we had like band members talking about like shit that I was just like get out of my face. Stop <laughs> yeah. talking about yeah. this. Just leave me yeah. alone.
1: That was great. I bet it was. sounded <laughs> yeah. magical. Well, and then and and then we we just we just did South by and right before we left, Jackson got sick. Very sick. Yeah. I was in bed for like 4 days. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. He texted me and he was like like early early one morning and was like Just so you know, I'm sick. And I was like, You gonna go to the doctor? And he's like, I don't know, probably. And I was like, No, go to the doctor. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they're there for. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's one
2: of those things where if you're sick and just regular, like, just like on a regular, like, oh, all I have to do is go to work or go to school, whatever, it's like, I can push through this. I don't need to pay so and so amount of dollars to just, you know, get some antibiotic or whatever. But like, it was just like, I have to play, like, I've committed to these shows. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm glad I had those shows committed because if it was like I was just playing down the street from my house, I would have probably just been like, "Let's drop" or like, "Let's play an instrumental set" or something like that. But I was like, "We're going to Austin. We need to put on our best face." And I pushed through it. I lost my voice after the first show, but then the next two shows, my voice was back. So it was super fun. Yeah, first time playing there, so that was
1: fun. Right on South by. Where'd
3: y'all? Where'd y'all play?
1: cheers shop bar i oh. uh, played there two nights in a row and then we played at big bang bar the next day yeah they're they're across the street from each other so yeah. it was like super convenient both on sixth right on. um but yeah it was awesome it was awesome you've done a lot of south by stuff right yeah dude
3: um <laughs> i don't know i feel like for me especially for the better part of 13 maybe 14 years south by southwest just leaves like a uh Oh, it just starts to make, I start to get physically ill. You know, I was like, oh God, <laughs> it's coming. Like, yeah. Because there was, there was many years there. And, and this is, this is why I will attribute this uh, to my South by anxiety. Um, where when we would play in a span of three days, we would do 15, 16
2: shows. Yeah.
3: Every year. You know, and you know how that's, that's great. You probably should play that much if you can. Um, it's, it fucking sucks and yeah. is wonderful at the same time. Don't get me wrong.
2: We purposely avoided that. Like yeah. we talked to people and we're like, how do you do this? Like we've gone to shows, but like, how do you like do South by? And they're like, just like, don't play like six shows a day. Just yeah. like play, you know, two max, like one daytime mm-hmm. show and one night. Like they're like, if you're going there to sign a record deal, it's not going to happen. Just go to have fun. And so we did that, and yeah. I felt that's – I had an amazing time. I mean, Absolutely I've heard right. so many people with, like, so much negativity towards it. And it's just like, okay, that's fine. Just don't go. Stop bitching about
3: Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, and that was always my problem, too, really. And in, in pulling out of the official side of South by, for me – uh, getting more involved in what's going on in, in the local community in Austin and what the South by is to them, you know, and getting involved with all the local artists that's far, far cooler, I think, than any of the official bullshit that South by has offered. And I've done and seen both sides of it many times, yeah. And every time I go back, I was like, you know, that's where it is, that's where all the people you want to be with are. That's you know, it's that's your audience, yeah.
1: We the shows that we were doing weren't official, and we were we we. Our, we just had a basis, a new bassist join our band and he looked out in the crowd and he was asking us what the difference between official and unofficial shows were and I was like, Well, one of the big differences is if you look out, you can see like half the crowd at our show all has badges and yet they're at this show. Mm-hmm. And then there's all the people who are here who like just want to see like free music. So like you have this thing where it's like you have these people who are there for the official stuff, but they'll go to anything. Yeah. And then you have the people who just want to see everything and it's 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 really really cool you have all like the combination of it of of it all but we went to some official stuff and it was different this year i think where you could like you could pay a cover to get into like almost all the official showcases you didn't have to have a badge or a wristband you could just Mm -hmm. pay a cover to get in but uh a lot of them are just not very packed a lot of them are just like Small, small, like rooms with not a lot of people, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, this is cool you're playing official South by, but like i don't know I, we played you know two shows at the same bar two nights in a row and had great crowds both nights, yeah, so no. it's different, I think for all situations
3: oh i I completely agree with you and and for me, I mean the past i guess the past four and a half, five years now every Every, South, every uh, year during South by, I'll throw a big event. This was the first year that it actually didn't come together. But normally, I throw a big event on the lake there. Because I've learned, or a little outside of town, one of the other, I've learned that there's a lot of people like me that love South by Southwest. They love the, the musical aspect of it, the creative side of it. And they want to mingle and meet new people in that realm. But they don't want to deal with the downtown bullshit. Yeah, you right. don't. You want a landing place where you're going to get the experience of South by Southwest, the eclecticies of South by Southwest, but also you can kind of create your own experience, you know? Yeah. And that's that's been my goal is kind of bringing like uh, uh, like-minded people into an interesting environment instead of kind of inching away from that corporate mentality that so many music festivals
2: I focus think on. I think my favorite thing about South by was and it still happens now but before i was 21 and could really go experience south by to its full effect as like we get and i don't think any other region really has this when i think about it but uh like the week before and the week after south by dallas the dfw Mm -hmm. this whole area in texas gets all these artists that are just like oh well we were going here whether it's a small band or a band playing you know a huge venue and it's like it's super cool because it's just like i I don't know what it's like living somewhere where you don't have people like touring through uh your town right, but i am super thankful for this because if it's just like oh, it's a slow year and you know so and so's coming, but no one' too exciting right uh you can always wait for that south by season, and it's just like, oh well, this band's coming this I don't want to go to Austin, but I can go to club data definitely it's yeah. Just yeah. Like, I saw so many bands that I saw and people we've met that we're like, oh, we're playing here on Sunday, and we're just like, oh, that's awesome, and it's just, that's such a cool thing.
3: Oh, I agree with you, yeah, the post-South By is, is the best, it, for North Texas, especially, yeah. because we yeah. do get all the bands heading home, and what have you.
2: I mean, it, even, like, I think Austin just has that, like, radius, uh, even during ACL, you'll oh, see, yeah. like, bands uh, that are headlining, they'll, like, take a They'll play their shows and then either do a Texas run or they'll fly down to Mexico, do right. something like that, just mm-hmm. like for that week that they're off and then go back and play ACL again because that's a two-week fest. So, yeah. It's the time. dream, right? Yeah, yeah. the dream. <laughs> yeah. So, you said that you've been playing under this moniker for like 20 years. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: All in Denton or? Yeah,
3: for the most part. Uh, started in fort worth without ever yeah dfw definitely uh only played gosh five shows in fort worth before i played one show here in denton with uh an artist by the name of ryan thomas becker uh had a band has a band called rtb2 plays in hairs on the mountain uh great great musician wonderful guy that's
2: the singer right yeah one of one of
3: the singers yep uh, but that's the singer in RTB2. Yeah, RTB2. Yes, yeah.
2: I haven't seen Harris on the Mountain. Are they still a band? Or did I they, don't think so. I think, I think they, they just d- played their last show. I think you're right. I think yeah. they did just play their last show. RTB2 is super cool. Oh, yeah. I really like them.
3: I, I, I've i really never heard anything that Ryan did that I didn't think was super cool and interesting and beautiful in some regard. Um, but anyways, he, we had conspired to play a show uh, on Fry Street. This was, I guess, just after rick's closed down um because it was another place i don't even remember what it was called but right there on fry street where public house is now there used to be a couple of different places that were music venues back when yeah fry was a cool place to <laughs> spend an evening was was yes <laughs> um but we played a show and god damn it it was the worst show i'd ever played I hated it i was like why would you bring me here? I was furious. I was livid. I vowed, I will never play in this godforsaken town again. And I left. Somehow, I got convinced to come play another show in the same area and had, like, the best. It was, like, one of the best nights. one of those magical nights where you play the best show and connect with new, interesting, unique people that take you on some journey, and, you know, if you will. uh That just ends in a wonderful story, and that's truly what uh, convinced me. It was that night. It was the experience of connecting with random people on such beautiful and unique ways that inspired me to move to Denton. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Something I want to point out is that you were talking about, like, oh, this place used to be called Rick's, or, you know, this, you know, shows used to be on Fry, because they're hardly, I mean, there's really not shows on Fry anymore. They'll have them every once in a while. They have them at Midway, but right. like other than that, it's just like there's not really much. But like I guess there, I think it's kind of you know waned now. But there used to be like a year ago in Denton, or even maybe more than that, two years ago, like a, this kind of panic that like oh all the venues were closing, yeah. and it's just like that's the nature of right. music. Like there, you know, are hills. change happens, yeah, it, it, yeah. it happens, and, and I guarantee you there are places closing just as much in Austin, mm-hmm. as they are here. But the thing is, is there's so many venues in Austin, you don't notice. So it's just like, the music happens. I, I, what I'm trying to take away from it is that, like, places are always changing, but the music is still there. Absolutely, it just, yeah. It finds a way. It goes to a house show. It goes to a convenience store or whatever. Yeah. Especially in, in Denton. I don't know about oh, everywhere yeah. else, but I assume people play bookstores from what I hear.
3: So. Oh, definitely. I mean, shit, I've played in some really unique spaces. I feel like I've played in every corner bookstore cafe restaurant venue theater i mean we've i've done all i've i feel like i've done it all I don't, i've never wait a minute i've never played on a cruise ship yeah um <laughs> that would be at the top of on my international waters oh yeah dude <laughs> where everything's anything i mean anything goes in international yeah. waters right
2: i had a friend who was talking about oh i'm having a graduation party and it's gonna be at like this yacht club next to my house and i was just like that sounds interesting. I'd like to go to that. And he goes, and we can get a boat out on the water if you guys are interested. And I was like, will we be on international waters? He goes, yeah. And I was like, I'm in. Yeah. I was like, I yeah. don't know what I'm going to do, but I got to figure it out. Yeah. So be on the lookout for me on the news. Yeah. <laughs> but I got away with it. Don't worry. So uh, yeah.
1: so, you've, so you've seen Denton change a lot. Many times. That's my question. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I was trying to yeah. lead up to yeah. that. So, You're so good, Hagen. Oh yeah, I'm great. I'm <laughs> wonderful. wonderful. Well, yeah. I'm so well. Uh, <laughs> so you've seen Denton change a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've seen the shift of Fry to the square. Yeah. You've seen, uh, you know, the 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 places burned down. Number of places now burned yes. down. Yeah. Um, but the the still the same reason that you came here is still the same reason that you want to stay. Is that is that is that true?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely, um, and a. I mean, I love. I know I'm probably one of the. Well, no, I'm, I know I'm one of the few from my time of starting and really kind of starting music in Denton that's still playing in yeah, that it's, same it's like band.
1: You and Fishboy. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I, and that's and, a that's good company to be. Yeah, with. no, I agree. Hey, I we, agree. We've got both of them now on the podcast, so yeah. I say we call it quits yep. after Whoa, this yeah, one. This Those this are okay. nice bookends. Yeah. He was no wait, they <laughs> he, was the, two. Two. he was
5: number close, two. Number two. He was number two. We just pretend yeah. the first one didn't happen. Yeah, we'll
3: erase the first one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but yes, I've seen it. I've seen it shift and change a lot. Every time it's dramatic, and every time it's the end of the world. Um, yeah uh,
2: do you you just sit back and you know just put on you know your glasses and drink some sweet tea on your porch while this is happening
3: absolutely it's probably whiskey and a cigar but yes like you you just yeah most of us drink yeah yeah i mean in denton yes absolutely
2: i'm drinking a topo chico (laughs) sponsored i mean that's yeah
3: straight vodka isn't it yes it's actually ever
1: clear spiced topo yeah
3: but it's always kind of fascinating to me every time because every time it brings this new wave of, of this new rebellious artistic wave. It's my favorite thing to witness this time around. It was more about focused on what like you had mentioned earlier, like really what was closing the yeah. change. And, you know, that quite honestly, that that enraged me in such a way because I thought that was bullshit. Because the Denton that inspired me was a, was a, a group of, of unique artists and individuals that didn't care that the club said, fuck you. They didn't care that they couldn't play in a cafe. We found a place to play. There was a room. There was a space. I remember playing shows when Rubber Gloves wouldn't book us in the back of a record store called Strawberry Fields that became later after that a popular pl- place to play you know DIY spaces are there they're full in every community we don't need a community space where we all come together the community is our space like that's that this is a beautiful artistic town
2: well yeah and uh, like even uh like you as you were saying just people there's always artists in People will find if you want to if you truly want to play a show and you truly want to put your art out there. And it's this is kind of a filter for people who aren't truly, you know, trying to like, you know, show something to mm-hmm. people and trying mm-hmm. to experience. Uh, you'll find a way. I mean, absolutely. Alex, you're the drummer. Yeah. In your band. He I mean, he throws shows at his house. And I mean, like i've been to a lot of house venues where it's these big rambunctious things but Mm -hmm. what i liked about his shows is it's it's not as rambunctious and it feels like people are there for the music he even does like little like vegan potlucks during the shows, stuff like that that's super cool and it's just like if they're you know if you're a loud rock band you can play anywhere but like you know there's the experimental people there's the acoustic Mm artist who's just like well i don't want to play open mics my whole life, yeah. I don't want to play cover gigs. I have original music, so right,
1: yeah. I think I think also like it. It's uh, I think you kind of, you kind of, you kind of mentioned this, but it's really like it really. Just shows that people are afraid to work. I think sometimes. And, oh, absolutely. And, and also, like they get like so tied into these ideas. I mean, like man, it sucked when J and closed. It's back like, open again, yeah. which is awesome. But like you know, I'm still saying that was a marketing. Point. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I think it was. I, I don't.
2: I'm not going to go on. No
3: offense and comment. to that, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: but like I think that they did that on purpose. I
3: think
1: that I think that it's like it's really really great that they're back, and it sucked when they closed. But people acted like it was like the end of the fucking yeah, world. Absolutely. It's because
5: everybody like idolizes the places that they went for the first time. Like-
1: and, and when I asked people whenever it closed, I was like, can you, can you tell me a show that you went to there? Yeah. And they were like, well, I remember this one <laughs> show that I went to, and I'm like, can you tell me another one? Because you can tell me this one, but you're really bummed about it closing. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't, like, it It, it sucks that it, it's gone. Yeah. It they sucks can, that a space is gone, but it, people like to be sad for the sake of being sad. So they can tell
2: you all the shows that they went to to stand out front of and smoke cigarettes. Oh, de- yeah, definitely. <laughs> that js is the hot spot for that. Even on, like, their show back. Like, I get that it was packed, but I went down and, like, it was half full, which which is still pretty full. And then I like went up and like people were were crowded into the street of the square. I was like, you guys are all smoking cigarettes. There's a band playing right now halfway through their set. They didn't just start playing. Yeah. It's
3: just like... Yeah. And, you you know, not to get too off topic, but that that point you're bringing up uh, of during a set, the people outside smoking cigarettes. As much touring as I have done, the one thing that fascinates me among the... It's on the, the top tier of the list, if you will, the most is the behaviors of people watching live music. And in other areas, especially outside of Texas, people don't get up and, and leave in the middle of a band set. Right, They don't. They, they get as close to the stage as they can when it starts. Unless you're just really bad, then they're going to give you the mercy, the five-minute mercy, like listen and nod and then, you know. Yeah. And that's respectable. I yeah. can handle the five-minute mercy, head, head Bob, if you will, whatever it is. But it's fascinating to me because that does happen in Denton all the time. And my whole argument with that my entire career has been, don't we pride ourselves on being like the best music town in Texas? Yeah. I Because well, I came from the time where the New York Times wrote about all of us and what we were doing here. And it wasn't because of just a couple of us. It was because we were all creatively saying, fuck off, Dallas. We're better than you.
1: Well, and I think that, I think that, I, re- I still,
3: I still claim that. Not to interrupt. you. Oh Megan. no, no, <laughs> <laughs> fuck off, Dallas.
1: <laughs> I think that uh, something that I, I really feel strongly about in in that in that idea is that in not just Denton but the DFW and largely Texas, we are so lucky for ta- for our local music oh, scene. Absolutely, it, like Denton's amazing, Dallas is amazing, Fort Worth amazing, Austin's great, San Antonio and Houston both have their things going for them. Absolutely, and it goes further than that too. And so I think that. And this also goes back to like the being bummed about a place closing. I think that we're so lucky to have these things, and that sometimes we take them for granted really easily, oh, yeah. like like like, oh yes, I love x band in this town. they're so cool, they're playing right now. Let me post it on my social media mm-hmm. and then go outside
5: yeah, and it's and, well, and it's it's really common at like house shows. people just go inside snapchat a thing real quick, yep. and then they leave yeah, man,
2: I heard people during dark rooms set. At a house show, and uh, we all know Darker. Yeah, and you know they're kind of like electronic. They have electronics, but it's a live band. But I heard people at the back of a house show like rapping over a set. I was yeah. like, "He is singing right now." They are performing. You That's need to bullshit. fuck off. Yeah, like and like there was people like Snapchatting. And you just heard that. uh, uh, and then like uh, people just rapping, I was like, dude, you are an asshole.
3: Oh
1: yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, it doesn't like, surprise me. Yeah, but I think I think that's I think that's a really big part of it is that people are just like taking it like they're just not fully like grasping how great it is here because we're so used to it. And so like you, as you said, you go to other places and people actually stay and listen and watch, but those people aren't used to that. They're so used to like being in Denton and like even though Denton doesn't have as many places as Austin, you can still see live music every night of the week at multiple places. Like really easily too. Yeah. Yeah. Really fucking easily. Especially when you're 21 and over. And nine times out of 10, it's good. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're so used to that being so just right there at their fingertips that it's like, they don't, they don't really care. And I, I can't really blame them for that because it's like it, if they're used to it, they're used to it. Yeah. But it just sucks when you like see the perspective of like, oh, wow, people actually do really like to listen to music. So there's like uh, <laughs> when we get down to like
2: the whole like closing of venues um, and you were saying that it upsets you. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way I mean, I try to I always try to put at least some type of positive spin on something, even if it's an extremely fucked up situation. You do. It doesn't sound like, oh. You do. You're trying to sound good for the podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to wow.
3: respond as if I know that, but
2: what? <laughs> <laughs> wrong podcast. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> New phone. Who dis? Um, yeah. So I mean, just like when I hear these people, you know, like revolting and saying like, oh, you know, like this, the music is dying and all that. Like, it shows somewhat that they care. That yeah. you know, even if it is, you know, not 100% genuine, and it's also like dealing with people and, you know, being trying to be a musician and doing stuff like that, you know, 99 out of a hundred people are decent and good people. Definitely. But that one person who's an asshole, that's the, but you're not going to remember those 99 people. You're going to remember the one person who, you know, is just a complete dick, pulled out his phone, Snapchat you, and then left. And it's just, that's the person you're going to remember. So, I mean, it's just something, I don't know. I also struggle with in this town um, because I hear so many people uh, because I came here to go to school and then, you know, just like, oh, this is really, you know, I like this town musically and like the whole scene. That's what kind of drove me to choose this to go to school. But I struggle teetering between this like, okay, I hear people like you talking about how this was an amazing DIY scene or is. And, uh, you know, all these amazing things happening. Yeah. And then I I feel like this is like a four-year cycle town because of the college. And I struggle so hard in between. Like right now, at this point in my life, I see it as that four-year cycle. Absolutely, but like yeah. But a year ago, I was on high. I was like, I love playing in a band in this town. I love being from this town. I love that I can go play Dallas. I can go play Fort Worth. I can go to Austin. All that. But like right now, I'm just like, man.
1: Fuck yeah! Well, I mean, like, like, like you guys even said earlier. I mean, there's only like you know a select few bands from that are still around from when you started, Matthew. And so, like, I, I mean, it it definitely is like that four year cycle place because it is a college town. Every college town is like that, but it's a college town that brings people like yourself to it constantly. Like, you came here because of the music, and it's just going to keep bringing those people in. Yeah, certainly. And then you look at then you look at like people like. Horace Bray and he moved to New York because he could and he got the success yep. uh shout out to Horace Bray he was on episode whatever number that was 69 episode six that <laughs> wasn't right we, we haven't <laughs> had that many <laughs> whoops
5: <laughs> yeah I mean well, yeah, people like come here every you know four years or so because of the college but then they oh, some people do stick around and there are plenty of people especially over on the square side of things away from Fry street who are here and have been here for a long time so i guess yeah. what i'm trying
2: to say is i feel like i'm in this box of saying like this is a college town and i i'm struggling to see outside that box currently i've right. seen outside yeah. it like before but like right now like with things like you know octopia moving to dallas and like no 35 denton and stuff like that those were the things that I would think of because normally people don't just go out of their way to come to Denton unless they have a real big reason, and Absolutely. those were two reasons why you would get people from out of town coming. Well, I don't know really... now they
5: come to go to LSA, so yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that
2: cracked me up so much. Um. <laughs>
4: <laughs> thank you to so uh, our sponsor, now, LSA. I needed, I needed a
3: good laugh i don't um, think they would sponsor us i, I think not. yeah <laughs> i think denton is 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 due for a change personally i i, I agree with you on the four-year cycle i do
2: and that may be just a maturity thing like it's a maturity level of yeah grow years. the fuck
3: up dude yeah, yeah. there you go um <laughs> no no i i i mean like the the loss of octopia that that was that was great that wasn't great that was sad to lose them um I mean, Thank it's still you.
2: a festival, but like it's not in Denton, so you don't have new traffic coming into Denton. But correct. In the same way, that, with, that with, was like a big loss, though. Yeah, it was. I don't think anybody can deny that. I just want to mention that it is still a thing. Like I'm glad that they're successful. Yeah. Same,
3: same. And I, I think they did a wonderful job while they were doing it here in town. I certainly do. I it was involved great. in it, so yeah. I, I truly did believe in it.
2: It was great being able to you know see amazing bands like Flaming Lips and a, you know. Oh, that was thirty-five days. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yep. I thought you were about to make a
5: joke about it. It was great to see all these bands playing at these venues that no one goes to. But
2: well, that too. Um, but uh, just playing in a parking lot that is now a paid parking lot. Yeah. No, only a couple spots are. Oh.
1: Uh, yeah, half of it's paid. The other half. Of but them... you see,
3: that's that's
2: <laughs> what you brought up. The
3: Flaming Lips. That's the Denton that yeah. i miss Tools. i remember yeah. like i do
2: i remember reading about that and i was just like oh yeah no i have to go to this and i, I mean, went it was incredible yeah and that was i was one of the volunteers on,
3: on that festival and it was an amazing experience to see the town come together because quite honestly 90 percent of the time we didn't know if it was gonna fucking happen and and that was a part of the magic i'm sure you know a plus
1: part of, yeah go ahead sorry
2: no no it's fine well it gives that diy feel
1: well, absolutely yeah, and I, I read something I can't remember like what year it was, but it was something about Octopia and thirty five Denton, and that it brought in a massive influx of people into town. Like it wasn't just like, it it wasn't just Denton people going. It was like people from all over Texas oh, that were coming yeah, to Octopia. Thirty five. That's 35. part of why
5: Octopia moved too, was they were like most people coming here are from Dallas. Well, so and in my opinion, Dallas, which obviously hurts Denton. Then, yeah. But.
3: And not not to talk bad of Octopia because again I love what they did, but man I, I think they were onto something here in town. Yeah, I do. I, I think moving to Dallas wasn't a bad move because Dallas is a much bigger market. So yeah, it's, it's a smart business move. It is a very smart business move. So kudos to that. Yeah, I um, just think that they were almost at that point to where they really could have made their mark as that festival here in town.
2: Yeah, and my whole thing is why I feel it's such a loss. And you know, these things happen. As we were saying, it's the same as a venue. Like yeah. these festivals show up and then they're done. or they move whatever they get so big that they can't be in a town like this Mm -hmm. um but i just i don't really think right now and i think people will come forward to change this uh right now i don't feel like we have anything that like brings somebody from out of town like the closest thing we have is jazz fest but jazz fest is all this it's all yeah yeah it's the same people. I'm it's, with you. It's the town. Well, it, it doesn't bring people into town. Really. Exactly. And well, I mean, if and it, it does, did, like it, for
5: some people, like I came up here yeah. in high school for that, but like that was yeah. just because I knew well, about it. Like, and it's not a big draw. Definitely.
3: And that goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like the Denton that I loved, the Denton that inspired me to be the best I could possibly be, just to be a part of it, was when the New York Times wrote about the fire that was the music scene in this community. Yeah. Twice, yeah. back to back. And it's, I think it's horseshit that as a community of an insane artists and musicians, we're not continuing that trend to stand above Austin and not to be the best, but because we as a community truly are an inspiring one.
2: I mean, and that's why, I mean, it's hard to name like who is a big artist coming from Austin. Who are the, that it's so oversaturated that it's hard to say that. Absolutely. And that's the beauty of like small towns, like, uh forgot the town that the elephant six were from like that what was that like georgia or something somewhere athens yeah athens that was yeah. It. yeah yeah mm-hmm. I yeah i mean that's not a town you think of like music wise no. but like you know it's magical though yeah yeah it really is. and yeah. then you have this crew of musicians who like you know now 20 some odd years later people know mm-hmm. uh and someone like me who wasn't even aware of them when they were a yeah. thing now is talking about them and it's just That's kind of what I always heard about Denton, and yeah, I do think it will, it all waxes and wanes, but it is a shame that it seems that it is in a downtrend right now, and as we were saying, it's like, I think it kind of has to do with kind of the attention spans of audience, or, you know, kind of the common decency of audiences, because, you know, they're raised up on, you know, house shows or whatever, I mean, yeah, yeah, Yeah,
5: I mean, I would, I would Some of the venues shutting down, like Gloves, especially, I think, is like, it's kind of at the point where, like, I don't know if Denton really deserved to have a music venue at that point because everybody was just going to house shows and didn't pay for shows. You know, having to pay money to get in the Andes or something was, like, ridiculous to people. That's always, that's always, like, that's that's the
1: funniest thing for me is always, like, if I play a show in Fort Worth or Dallas, people pay the cover. I, I remember I played a show at Magnolia Motor Lounge that was, uh, It was a $10 cover. And I was thinking to myself, I hadn't played at Magnolia in a while. And I was like, man, this is just going to, no one's going to fucking show up. It's a $10 cover. And people were walking up to the door and they're like, hey, who are the bands playing tonight? And I'm like, oh, it's these guys. Like, I don't know them. Here's $10. Yeah. Yeah,
5: That's just how it is. Different market. Yeah. And then, like, Austin especially is like that. Yeah. These same people
2: will come into a free show and spend like $30 on alcohol. And it's just like, but they won't, they'll, avoid the merch table like it's the play oh absolutely yeah you and, don't want to talk to the band yeah no. and then on top of that they wouldn't pay a cover to get in there yeah it, that stuff is just crazy i mean hagan and i are playing a show at it, one of the bigger ish yeah. venues in dallas uh this coming weekend and it's uh a five dollar uh they gave us five dollar tickets but like they're like at twenty. The door, it's 25 or yeah it's right? like yeah 25 but like i'm sitting here thinking like we're selling these to our friends and stuff and saying like, Oh, it's super cheap. It's a super cool venue. But I was like, man, if I was trying to do the same thing at Andy's, like people would be like, no, I'm, yeah. I'll just go hang out at harvest house. Come hang out when you're
1: done. It's just yep. like,
2: yeah, it's crazy. The it's mentality, nuts. but, yeah.
1: but again, it's that, it's that we're super lucky. It's that, it's that like, it's that idea that take there it for is, granted. Yeah. yeah there is mm-hmm. music everywhere that is free constantly. And it's like, it's a it's a really great thing but it's also it could really really hurt sometimes so i don't know that's how i feel
2: about like you know kind of like streaming services and stuff like that it is nice someone like i i bet all of us in this room i can confidently say that we would listen to a album on a streaming service even if it's on Bandcamp where you're not like the artist isn't getting paid we would listen to it and we're like oh if we like this we would purchase it Mm -hmm. or you know throw some money I'm confident that we would all do that, but that's not the mentality of you know the the masses right now. That's and, true. Yeah, And a, a big issue with that is, like is they've done research on that kind of thing where if somebody's on Spotify, say I'm buying all of um, fucking... Uh, give
1: Coheed and Cambria. Yeah, Coheed that's and Cambria. <laughs> that's, that's a good choice. <laughs> you do have to mention
2: them. If I buy all of Coheed's uh, records like with money and not streaming them, <laughs> I'm more likely to have that brand loyalty because I've invested however much money in the album whereas if another person is just going to stream their music isn't paying anything but you know they're streaming on spotify or whatever they have they're way less likely to have any brand loyalty or you know in a month you know even listen to the album that kind of thing where uh buy uh you know concert tickets and stuff like that there are like studies on this that it's just like you know the loyalty isn't there if you don't pay. Yeah it's, yeah, it's
5: just passive then, and for a lot of people, music is background music or yeah. background noise rather. I mean, it's the same
2: thing listening. with uh, Adam and I have Movie Pass now, and if you don't know what that is, like you pay like ten bucks a month, and you can get into a movie for free every single day. Wait, what? <laughs> movie Pass. I need to get paid for referring people to this. Yeah,
3: no, I, I'm, I'm interested. I'm yeah. interested. Trust so. me.
2: I got it on a deal where I got it uh, $50 still, for a year. You can still do that now. Yeah. yeah. You can get $50 for movies a year. You can do one or a day.
5: You can do what I did and say you're going to cancel, mm-hmm. and then they cancel your account, and you ask for them to put it back on, and they won't <laughs> bill you. <laughs> Yeah, so I haven't paid. Since I like December, this.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> so but like, Movie Pass, Movie Pass. Should. If you're listening, yeah, I hope Movie
2: Pass is listening. They're seeking
3: sponsorship, Movie Pass. <laughs> so,
2: what I was getting towards with that is that um, beforehand, when I would pay uh, seven to ten dollars to go see a movie, and I was like, I know this won't be the best movie, but like, I want to see it, so fuck it. Uh, I was more li- <clears throat> more likely to just be like Excuse you Yeah, thank you uh, I was more likely to like that movie I was more likely to, uh, you know, invest Like, well, I paid my money I'm gonna enjoy Doesn't matter that the story right. sucks The action's awesome Whereas now, I'll go sit in the front row I don't care I don't need to be in the back anymore. Yeah. Like really I'll sit see, in the front you'll row. You'll really go see bad movies now. Yeah, I've seen so many bad movies, and it's just because really? I have so much free time.
3: So every day you'll get one free pass for yeah. any movie. Is that correct? It's a
2: debit card. Like it, it just, literally. Yeah, you what just you do? You just
5: go up to the the ticket counter and yeah, buy it's a movie. an
2: app. You uh, check into the movie. You have to be within hundred feet of it of the uh, theater. That's not really true. I can kay. check in from my house and it's more than 100 feet away <laughs> but you bullshit you check in they put the money on that debit card and you you go up and pay damn as simple as that it is really cool yeah so even, if you get uh All right. like two movies a month you're you're paying for it so but i go way more than that and yeah it's just like it's so worth it i love going to movies is that
3: so it's it's good for one person i assume you need yeah. two for two people there
2: is a way at cinemark to um I think the max is $15 they'll put on the card. Uh, There is a way at Cinemark you can say, oh, I'm going to pay this much, and they'll put like two tickets down. You'll pay the full uh, 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 first ticket price, and then the second one they'll pay as much, and then the second person just, you know, maybe it's 2 bucks extra. There are ways to cheat
5: it. That is risky though because they're banning people for that now. So oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah. They just started to figure out people were doing that. So this
1: More isn't for me. This isn't the movie this isn't episode, movie podcast, guys. Well, <laughs> this isn't, we, ju- we just did the movie episode. So let, Come let, on, let's
2: move on from you know <laughs> talking about. The flow of uh, music industry.
1: Okay. I, yeah, Let's, I, 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 w- I want to say real quick though that I love Denton so much. Yeah, uh, me too. I mean, oh, me too. I, 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 the I, anger w- is from a good case place. In case anybody thinks that we hate it, I want I, 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 yeah, I want to make it really clear that that uh, I love living in Denton and I love being close to Dallas and Fort Worth. Uh, yeah, the anger comes from a place of caring, and because Certainly. we are so into the scene. Would you like ten reasons on why you shouldn't care?
3: Ooh. <laughs> i i I would
1: (laughs) are we gonna do tour stories now no no we're not we're not (laughs) we're gonna get to
2: tour stories in a bit but uh i wanted to talk about the music a bit as you said you've been uh releasing music for how you've been doing the music for 20 years but Mm -hmm. the 2006 or 2008 was the furthest back i think i found the furthest uh
3: 2001 would have been the first release okay uh the first national release was in 2000, yeah, 2008. Okay. Um, but, so yeah, I guess that technically on the books would probably would have been considered our first release.
2: Well. Yeah. I mean, your Wikipedia will have all the, you know, yeah. small stuff.
3: I just don't trust the internet, bro.
2: Yeah, that's Okay. No, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, and your most recent record, The Glooms Part one Mm-hmm. Is there a reason why it's called part one? Yes.
1: Um, I cool. let's move on. I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I was kind of hoping there, would, there wouldn't be a reason. You just no. say, no, we no, just wanted just, it. This was to part one. Yeah. yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Um, uh, so,
3: family, family, family meets the Magic Christian. the idea of it to begin with was a four part story. It would start with the Magic Christian, go into a tale of you can't tame a wild rabbit you listen to family it's very whimsical it's a happy it's poppy it's dreamy it's most most people prefer it um, because of that and i don't blame them uh that's fine but you as you grow into you can't tame a wild rabbit it's that same feeling but a little bit darker it moves a little more the astronaut and the characters are a little more jaded you know there's a little more to it as we lean into the glooms we further kind of delve into the tale and I'm I, I'm trying to describe it as cryptically as I possibly can because you really should listen because if you listen to it with that mentality, I feel like it opens up a lot all of the records that we have available right now.
2: I know that you said that most people enjoy family more. Yeah, well, I, and I shouldn't but, say that
3: more; they enjoy it more. Well, yeah, but yeah.
2: but they lean towards it. Yeah, absolutely. It, is happy. it was, it was the mean,
3: intro. I get that. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, my favorite record is The Gloom's. Out of all your stuff, thank you. That's my favorite, and I I I know that's always a good thing to hear. That like, oh, your latest release is (laughs) you know someone's favorite. So you definitely haven't lost it over the years. Hey, thank
3: you, man. I appreciate that. So
2: when you talk about these, you know, kind of overarching story, when I listen to your lyrics, they are very descriptive. And you know, where where does that come from? Do you have like a writing background, or just kind of come up with these ideas? And
1: yeah, also let me let me let me piggyback on that one. What's it like writing like a story as lyrics? Yeah. Oh. Like Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I that, wouldn't uh, go that far. What's that what's the, what's that what's that great album they did? Uh Lulu? Yeah. The, yeah, it features Lou Reed. It's a killer album. That's it's a good one.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh I
1: mean
3: everything obviously everything for Me and the Arrogancy is story based. It all came kind of came together like Did uh, you
2: say Me and the Arrogance? Uh, everything with the, <laughs> yes, me and the <laughs> arrogancy, yeah. You are the only person in this world who can say You're that. right, I know. <laughs> but Enjoy I mean, your privilege, yeah. sir. <laughs>
3: it's, a, it's both a blessing and a curse. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, everything to me, the aspiration is for it to be this continuation of a story that started in, in 2001 with Aliens and ghosts and all kinds of like whimsical, childlike ideas. And...
2: It does have that kind of fun, like uh Flaming Lips or of Montreal feel. I mean, even looking at your artwork on most, yeah. if not all, the albums, I kind of see that. Like of Montreal, they have these crazy art, like trippy oh, definitely, yeah, and, like just yeah, really, just you know, vibrant covers and
3: and that you know, for me, I think a lot of that was it was also the time, like that was. That was where we all were in the music scene was that that free-formed indie rock where it was kind of psychedelic, it was kind of wild, it was kind of free, it was kind of flat and rough and awesome and dreamy at the same time. So I think a lot of that was because of the time, especially with the artwork. But over the years, when it came down to writing the songs, it it all would start with a great conversation. Like my, my brother and I joked... Uh, before we even started, uh, You Can't Tame a Wild Rabbit, because back in the day, most of the music was written with my little brother and I. It was more of a friends and family thing. It was myself, uh, my brother, and two of my nephews, who were very much so underage, but phenomenal <laughs> players. Cheapest <laughs> band I've ever had, I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know, like The more family you can include in... No, I'm kidding. Like, <laughs> don't use your family. Yeah. For professional purposes. <laughs> unless you're absolutely forced to do so. <laughs> then do it with class.
2: I don't see how bands like perform with their family. Like the national is two sets of oh, brothers. Yeah. Yeah. And then like Kings it's, of Leon. I don't like Kings of Leon, but, I, I like, mean, those are all siblings. Yeah, well, I was gonna say Arcade Fire is a good example. Yeah. That's true, but mm-hmm. there's only like the two in that. And I feel like that's a big enough band that you yeah. could be you away can, from each other. Whereas yeah. like the national, it's two sets of brothers, they're
1: right next to each other. And- yeah. Well I mean like yeah. there's a there's that band Chevelle. Uh it was the it was like the main guy and I can't remember what it started what what was the starting lineup, but essentially He's the only original member, the, the the front man, and it keeps switching out like brothers and cousins. It's like th- those are the only band members in that band. It's just different brothers and different cousins. And I think we've cracked it
2: tonight. It's because they're cheap. Hey, I mean, that's it right there. So uh, also on this new record, you guys recorded that at Alex's house, right?
3: Yeah, we, we recorded a lot of it there. Um, we actually recorded the guts of it live in Dallas with a friend of ours, uh, John Dufio, who's just a phenomenal musician producer. That's an wait, can, last name. Can, can, wait yeah. can, can you say that again? John
1: Duthio? Did uh who does he play
3: with? Oh man, uh he plays in a he has a band called the Death Ray Davies. He has a band called Cliffs. Okay, yeah. Uh he has a uh, an Fun fun story about him. He yeah. will
1: not remember me. Um, but uh, my senior year, should we of, call him? <laughs> my, my, my senior year of high school, I had to do an internship uh, to graduate, and the first half was the story that I won't tell on this podcast. Yeah, and but, uh, the second half was I went and worked in a studio. And oh wait! I know the first story. Yeah, you <laughs> do, just, and I won't tell. That? I. Won't. It has nothing to do
2: with the Eagles and Hagen going on tour with the. I <laughs> said so I won't tell the story. He definitely
1: wasn't on their private jet. um But the. <laughs> wait a
3: minute! This is the story you have to tell.
2: We'll tell
1: you after we'll the. You right, we gotta, we gotta uh, edit all this out now. the The second half. The second half was working in a studio um, that I had like through like a family friend, and John worked there as well. And so I was like this, like the senior in high school and he was, I don't know how old he was at the time, but I was just sort of like following him around in the studio. I remember saying stupid shit. Like I don't get why drummers only use one kick pedal. (laughs) And he was like, Oh, okay. Let me tell you why. And I was like, wow I'm an idiot um, <laughs> um, I bet he was
3: nice when he explained it oh he it, was though,
1: super yeah. nice because I was, I was I was 17 and yeah. I was like I didn't I wasn't like I I didn't like say it in like a judging way oh totally like, yeah but yeah he taught me a ton and I, I remember running into him recently in, at some show in Dallas and I was like should I say something should <laughs> I be like do you remember me but I was like nah I'll just I'll just leave it alone so yeah he's a really he's an awesome dude
3: truly one of my favorite people um, I'm about to start working with him on another record here shortly, so yeah, one of my one of my favorite people in existence would be John John DiPio for sure.
2: Yeah, so you have a a very powerful voice, Thank you. and this is really just me curious because I sing, and you seem to you seem to have a, uh, a a very you know you have control of it. Is there anything specific that you do for your voice, or is that just you? it's all natural and you're just you know over the years of practicing
1: i think this is the first time jackson's ever asked a technique question on the podcast <laughs> yeah. we've oh, wow. had we've had plenty of technique like like technical musicians i've talked to them he makes fun of me every single fucking time <laughs> i don't Congra- care about
2: anybody else's technique <laughs> Cong- congratulations I've watched him performed, perform and i have watched him performed <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, it, it, that is something I would like to be able to do. Congratulations, Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well,
3: well, thank you. I, I appreciate that very much. Um, uh, yeah, I won't lie. It's on, okay. Before I delve into that, when I first started playing music, I was a bass player. That's oh, all sorry. I did. I w- yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Was, that, was that
1: was that like in like high school?
3: Yeah, that okay. would have been like high school. Um, the only reason I started singing because I got pissed off. At the singers I played in bands with being like, fuck you, man. I can do that better. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're not breathing. You're not even trying. <laughs> so I, you could argue that I got became a singer out of spite for singers I thought weren't so great. Well, <laughs> um, as all great
4: beginnings. Oh, yeah. It's a know?
3: very humble start, truly. Uh, yeah. It was all downhill from there. But, you know, yeah. Um, No, there's nothing necessarily that special that I do outside of really trying to maintain, like, uh, take care of my voice in the most healthy ways that I can.
2: We can get off this topic pretty quick, but I just – I feel like I see uh, so many – like, I try – So much to take care of my voice and be Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, if I take care of it, you know, more so than another person would, maybe I'll be able to be on par with them or that kind of thing. But then I'll see these amazing, you know, because we have a jazz school, I'll see jazz singers around uh, town and just chain smoking. I'm just like, how... How are you doing that? And it's yeah. just like I'm over here, like drinking throat coat every night, <laughs> yeah. refusing to you know drink coffee or caffeine the day of a show. Of course, yeah. And it's just like I can't even get close to that. And I think I'm just putting myself under more stress, well, which is probably worse. Yes,
3: <laughs> um, you're you're putting a lot of thought into ritual, and a lot of singers do. A yeah. lot of singers put thought into what leads up to maintaining your voice, because the reality is, is we're all so individually different. I myself chain smoked for many years whilst touring yeah. without stopping, without thinking about it, without really maintaining or taking care of my voice too well. But I still did it because it's all about your breath. It's all about controlling that.
2: Yeah, I think uh, it comes down to genes as well. Is that <laughs> it's just like some people are just better singers. That's
3: not true at all. I, I, I <laughs> as, a, as a vocal teacher myself, I've taught voice for many years. Um, the, there's many ways you can approach it. But ultimately, it's the singer that's willing to practice more. Exactly. Yeah. Than so, anyone else that is
1: the best. Well, and I I, I, uh, I studied classical voice at UNT, mm-hmm. and so I I, I did like, as well. Yeah, right on. That's what's up. Yeah. Dude. Um. So I like I saw so many of my peers that like as a freshman were better than me just off the bat, and they had like this natural ability. One of them, I didn't go to high school with them, but my friends went to high school with him and he's like, "Oh yeah, he was such a good singer in high school." And I'm like, watching him in his classes, and he immediately gets to the top choir, and then starts failing every other class. And I was like, "This guy's not working. He's just like, he's just like riding off his natural talent." Yeah, I'm gonna work. I'm going to go into the practice buildings and like lock myself away and be really depressed a lot. But you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. practice a lot. It does work. And it, yeah, I, I, I started getting ahead of, ahead of him and other people that weren't, that weren't practicing as yeah. much. And so it's like, it's, it's a, it's, it's a lot of practice. It's a lot of like getting out of your own. Cause because and I, I, I tell my, I tell my vocal students, it's a lot like, Singing is much more personal than any other instrument will ever be oh, yeah. because it's you. It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're singing about something that matters to you or not. You're still putting yourself on the line way more than holding an instrument. Absolutely.
3: I mean, like like anything, any instrument you're learning, it's mostly mental,
1: right? Like singing is what? What is
3: it? It's like eighty percent mental, twenty percent physical. Like, yeah, literally
0: that small.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like. It's all practice, yeah, it's all practicing your technique, defining your technique, yeah, understanding your technique,
1: like yeah. one of the one of the weird parts about like voice lessons versus like any other instrument lessons is that it's like. And any, and a lot of teachers will use like metaphors or analogies for things like of that. Course. But with like guitar, it's really easy to go, like Oh, no, put your finger there. Yeah. But like <laughs> yeah. with your voice, it's like, I can't be like, open your throat more because a lot of people don't get that. Right. So you have yeah. to give them something else that You can helps. do it
3: and
2: show them so many times before. Yeah.
1: yeah
3: exactly. I, I get it. I, I hate do. it
2: when Hagen tells me to open my throat more. <laughs> it's like, I can only do so much, Hagen. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Hey mom, you listen to this episode? You listen to this episode mom, you get that joke? Uh, tour stories. Uh, so when this podcast was started, we talk about tour stories now. Okay, what are your uh, highs and lows? Hot favorite highs and lows. Sorry, we do, I I used to do this whole like this whole speech and bit about it and I fucking not want to do it. I got so in a car accident today. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> we can't
2: let um, Hagen fall asleep. That's the real reason we're here. Okay. This see. is yeah. what we're
1: going on for so long. Yeah. Um so uh, So
2: we're getting them drunk.
1: <laughs> so uh so what are your favorite highs and lows of tour stories you have been on tour a lot yes, yes. so yes. It, you can tell multiple stories that really matter uh you can st- you can start with highs and lows before which, we, whichever one before we start you've toured all around the u.s mm-hmm. and
2: outside the u.s yeah, right absolutely that's impressive absolutely yeah, that's crazy yeah. i mean you can tell your stories now but I, that. I, a lot of people I know like tour, you know, around yeah. the South, which is still, that's still a feat within oh, itself, definitely. but yeah. you've done the whole thing. And yeah. it was, were those with the band? Yes. Or always with solo? the band.
3: I've only done maybe three or four solo tours in my entire career. It's almost always with the band just because it is, it's just a lot of fun. The yeah, energy's that's a there. that's whole other thing. Yeah, it Getting is.
2: Four people minimum schedule
3: yeah I mean don't get me wrong i love I love going on a solo or a duo tour. I did one of those last year and went to went up to Chicago and back around and that that was a lot of fun and always it's always fun to do that but yeah. that's that's more of like a cleansing tour when yeah. you go out by yourself like it's kind absolutely of, this yeah it's more about writing, yeah you know
2: right so where you got some highs and lows you can oh start, yeah definitely start, start with whichever one you want um it's very telling which one you start with. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Okay, I guess it would have been in 2009, probably. I remember. Okay, this is a good one.
2: Everybody, put yourself, close your eyes. We're in 2009. So let's
3: escape Um, back to a time.
2: Two weeks. After Obama had
3: just become the president of the United States.
2: Butler, everyone thought Guantanamo Bay was closing. Guantanamo Bay was supposed (laughs) to close. It's still not closed. It's still not closed.
3: Obama was president, though, so we were all a little happy. (laughs) We are all a little wondering what's going to happen, but definitely happy. We were all
2: looking like fools with our pants on the ground. That's exactly what
3: we were looking like.
2: Okay, we're there.
3: I was in Bellingham, Washington, which was one of the most fascinating little harbor towns I've ever experienced. And it occurs to me that... You don't get to say that statement a lot in your lifetime. Like, one of the better harbor towns I've been to is Bellingham, Washington. So you really should relish in the moments that you get to use that opportunity. Pro tip. Certainly. Um, (laughs) But we were on our way to play this theater. We were on tour. um, Oh, we were on tour with Midlake. That was a good one. That was a fun one.
2: You dropped
1: a name. I did. No, you, no, that that you, you, you don't. You say, "Oh, I think you dropped something." That's what you say.
2: Oh, I think you dropped a name. <laughs> oh,
1: wait, God damn it. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> okay, no, you're all good. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, Nonetheless, so um, with Midlake. So we're we're on Midlake was, is from Denton, by the yeah, way. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know.
3: Uh, gosh, they're. Anyways, anyways, I won't jump into that one, um, but we were on tour with with the Mid Lakers, and we were on our way to Bellingham, Washington.
1: That's a good name. Mid-Lakers. Yeah, I love the Mid Lakers. They're great.
3: <laughs> They're great guys. Um, Is
1: that like a failed basketball team? Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um,
3: nonetheless, we were on our way to play this like little theater, and remember, we were all excited about it. But as we pull up, like as we're pulling up to this theater, we're getting a phone call saying. Yeah, like we lost our like our liquor license. TABC shut us shutting us down. So we're gonna move the show across the street. Don't worry about it. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Cool. No problem. It's a sold out show, so oh, wow. we weren't really worried about it. We were just curious, you know. Okay. Where is this gonna be? Well, they ended up moving the show to this place called the Plan B Saloon. I shit you not. It was called the Plan B Saloon. Nobody was really all that happy about it. It kind of looked like (laughs) hooligans, if you will. And this is a big show, you know, like the promoters take the show across the street to the Plan B and hope the bands are cool kind of thing. Literally, the green room was in the venue that was closed across the street. Yes.
2: And on your writer, it said, we will not perform at Plan B. Yeah, I wish. (laughs) Um, We ended
3: up playing these our big production-like show on this tiny-ass stage. It was fun. We went with it. You know, we kind of rolled with the punches.
2: I bet the crowd liked that And yeah. some
3: way. In like, some, it, it was a weird kind of... Cool to see
2: a pivot like that. Like definitely. Like show in your living room.
3: Oh, yeah. Thing. But at the same time, it was odd because there wasn't a lot of room in the floor because of the, all the pool tables. Um, and so all <laughs> oh. the standing room was up on this giant balcony that kind of overlooked... This oddly shaped stage in the corner of a bar in Bellingham, Washington. My The most memorable part. Well, not the most memorable, but the one thing that I must say is that our venue, um, uh, like I guess liaison or whoever handled all the stuff, his name was uh, Flan. Ah. And he had long, blonde, curly hair. And I'll never forget Flan for many reasons. Um, One of which was that he had three Swedish metal bands, but he wasn't Swedish. He just knew the language, the language well enough to sing it. Oh, I kid you not. That's amazing. Um, Totally amazing. Like, we're in this green room at a closed venue playing at the Plan B Saloon, which was pretty much a billiards hall. And we meet this guy as he, like, walks in. I swear, like, wind, like Hit his hair. Like Fabio. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Fabio, all the way. Like, you could tell, like, chest hairs were, like, popping out of the shirt, like, the whole nine yards. Telling us he plays in all these bands, and we're like, all right, this guy's cool. Like, what could go wrong, you know? A number of things. Um, (laughs) I I remember after the show was the weirdest part because suddenly, after, you know, hours of ping pong with Flawn, he was gone. You know, we couldn't. we couldn't find him, so we were, I remember we went looking and and suddenly there were people in the bands had bats, and I was like, "Oh shit, like I'm about to see a bloodbath in a beautiful harbor town, the only harbor town I've ever been to. you know <laughs> this is about to ruin harbor towns for me that's how close it was and, and Plan B saloon dude, it's I know
0: ruin it oh,
3: it was intense, so uh, suddenly, like I'm hearing you don't want to follow me, Matthew." Oh I absolutely do And I do And I continue Following down this alley No Matthew just go No I'm cool man You guys bat on And so we're like Going down this alley Banging on a door Suddenly Screaming Shouting about money I didn't even know What was going on man I was just having a great time I think I was holding a beer And just like smiling
2: You legitimately saw People with pitchforks That was fucking and- awesome dude yeah. in, in, a,
3: in the only harbor town I've ever been to Like it was amazing Um, I know That's incredible Here's the thing though The money was gone Suddenly We didn't know What was happening We chased him Into this closet area Where the money Magically appeared Worked out Really nicely Actually Suddenly he found The money It was with him The whole time (laughs) Um so we all go and have a beer back in the green room and he disappears and we're like fuck this place like I'm sorry I'm just going to go on and on. No, we're like fuck do. this place. Let's go find a beer. Where should we go? So we walk around the corner and suddenly we we discover what looks like a barber shop that's also a bar.
2: Oh, um, a barbershop. shop!
3: I was I was I was really trying to set you up beow, there. Beow,
2: beow, beow. <laughs> we
3: walk in, we sit down in our our, our very uh, beautifully put together barber chairs. Order shots after having s- smoked what was by far the best Canadian weed I've ever had in my lifetime. You said it was a, in a it was, you know. I'm not going to edit that Okay out. well don't edit that out <laughs> <laughs> Yeah And I shit you not uh, High off my ass and, and incredibly drunk Flan kicks the door open And Don't Stop Believing" Comes on on the jukebox Someone throws that motherfucker a mic And it was the most beautiful Karaoke oh night I'd ever sing? stumbled upon
2: Did he sing in Swedish? Swedish? No huh. It was awesome. in English
3: and beautiful
2: did he just openly tell you this, or did you look at him and say, hey, man, how many Swedish metal bands are you in?
3: <laughs> he just openly offered it up.
2: That's fair. I, mm-hmm. I guess we're all shamelessly self-promoting. It
3: was one of those things where it's like, so over here is your cooler. You'll find like food and, and stuff over in this refrigerator. There's beers there. Hey, also, I'm in the, like three Swedish metal bands. And <laughs> that's exactly like...
2: If you're ever back in town, I yeah. know you're playing an acoustic guitar. <laughs> Here's some CDs. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
3: It's pretty much like that. Something
1: to be proud of. So is yeah. that is is that is that sort of the end of the story? I, yeah, I have definitely. A question. I have a <laughs> yeah. question now. Okay, okay. Was uh, that a higher? Was that a high or a low? Well, both. Can't tell yeah, low, low, both. All right. All I was right. trying
3: to give you guys like the whole spectrum of high and low in one story. Just in one, one story. One story.
1: Right. I, I, th- I think you nailed it. I, I think you nailed efficient. it. I, think, I try. I think, I think I think you fucking nailed it. Every, and every now and, and then. then. <laughs> every now and then. Because that that story honestly sounds kind of made up.
3: Oh god, I have witnesses.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I shit not. (laughs) That's incredible. I guess we'll have to call up Med Lake. Yeah, you should. Okay,
3: Eric Polito, if you're listening, like uh, they have some questions for you.
2: Yeah, he's probably not. He won't listen to me though. He'll probably listen to you, but not us.
3: Yeah, I will. I'll I'll make a few calls.
2: Okay, thank (laughs) you. We appreciate it. Um, so. Any other stories, or was that? Was that no, a that's that's the high sweep? and the low right there. Oh, that's is one smooth, yeah, yeah, nice, um, yeah. Good job, guys. We're done. So we got we got <laughs> another another thing.
1: Hey, listen. So this is the the listening part. That's a video game reference. Uh, this is this is the part where you talk about what you're listening to.
2: Um, I thought uh, you don't have to do this since I don't know if you were at by this year, but I thought the three of us or wh- whoever uh, has these bands. We could talk about bands that we saw at South by.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna do some of that and some other stuff. I got was a saying, lot. Of, I, I got a lot of new stuff I've do been that listening to. You guys
2: probably mentioned them.
1: Well, I'll definitely mention one of them. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say
2: Hagen's gonna mention one of them, but go ahead and start Hagen. But we'll go first, and then cool. Matthew, you can talk about
1: what you're listening to. That's good. Uh, okay. So I've been listening to this rapper uh, we saw at South by Namdi. Um, What's his last name? I don't know, man. <laughs> it, it, it's a It'll difficult be in the show name. Notes. It's yeah. he's from Chicago, Namdi. Yeah, Namdi. Yeah, it's N N A M D I. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, but great. I mean, like, really, really cool stuff. I, we went to um, my my best friend from New York was playing um, at the Mohawk for the Onion AV Club showcase on Monday. We went to go see him play. But the the band that played before was this rapper Nomdi, and he had this full band, and it was like the most started off with the most chaotic fucking thing in the world. Uh, he was playing guitar. He had a guitarist who was also doing keyboard, bass player playing a six string, and the drummer just going all over the place. It was incredible. Yeah, and then then he puts the guitar down on the second song, and it's like a super catchy rap song, and. With the full band, it's a totally different thing. And But his album doesn't have the full band. His album is basically all done by him. Hmm. So you get these two perspectives that are really, really interesting. And uh, he's, he just announced another tour he's doing. He's coming back to Dallas in, um, in June. So I'm really excited to see him he, again. I felt like... Namdi was almost like a more frantic block party with rap. Yeah. That's how I saw it. Yeah. So he was, he was definitely my favorite thing that I saw at South by, I saw a bunch of other great, great shit, but he's my favorite thing that I saw. Um, but I've been listening to, I really want to mention um, the jazz keep jazz pianist, Brad Meldow. Um, there's a record by him that I was introduced to recently called highway rider. That is two hours um, all based on one melody. And he brings in a bunch of different crazy musicians to do it with. There's one song that's like one hundred percent improvised, but you'd never guess it. There's one song that, that they, they told the they told the saxophone player, Hey, just solo whenever you want. And he picks like the most amazing moments to solo on top of. So I'd really suggest people listening to that album. Is that it? Uh, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll stop there. All right. I'm just going to
2: rattle off bands, and I'll only talk about a couple, but uh, I saw this uh, small band from New York called Bethlehem Steel. Uh, I saw at the British Showcase, I saw Pale Waves. They were super cool. Uh, I saw a band called Now Now. They were really cool. Um, uh, I saw a band called Bully that I really liked. The two bands that really stood out to me, and I saw them at official showcases, so I'm so Sorry. <laughs> Please don't uh, bite my head off. Uh, Porches from New York. They were incredible. I had never seen or heard of them, but apparently a lot of people know them, but they were super cool. Um, And my favorite, and I'm pretty sure Andy has mentioned them on this podcast, but uh, my favorite find of um, South by was Tristan. Oh, really? She was incredible. I love her music so much. I've been listening to her newest records so much. She's from uh, Nashville. Just Incredible. Her newest record is incredible. I cannot recommend her more. And it is I was shocked to find out how small she was, like not in stature, like and like (laughs) popularity. Like her music videos have barely any views, and I'm just sitting here, like people are talking about how incredible she is, that she's on all these top ten lists, and it's like yet I have like mutual friends with her on Facebook. Like her. And it's just like that
1: that's so fucked up. I cannot recommend her enough. That same showcase had uh, someone that you walked in late on called, uh, his name's Durand Jones, and every he's currently, after this week of South by Namdi and Durand Jones, I've seen them both on tens, you know, multiple lists of like, this was like who to fucking stuff. see yeah. at South By.
2: Namdi was like, I looked him up, he has like, he's like a multi-instrumentalist, mm-hmm. he's in a ton of Chicago bands, like yeah. super cool dude.
5: And AV Club has been posting about him a bunch before South By, and he was playing at their Showcase yeah, we saw him so, yeah. so, so. did
2: we uh, leave anything for yeah, you we Adam no
5: all the ones I was going to say
2: I apologize <laughs> but
5: I have some other ones just in case okay uh, while I can we'll... talk more about my music well, you if you want going about that. yeah okay
1: I stopped what, what, what
5: other British bands did you see
1: no Adam go. I'm not going to do that <laughs> the
2: British Showcase for the most part was well, pretty cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> when we were there it was pretty cool yeah but we were seeing Pale Ways no we were seeing Pale Ways at the same time yeah <laughs> Uh, but uh, the went, other nights there when there I went back, time. it was just like, "Wow, this is dirty pop, like really bad pop." Man, that was you awesome. were there a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. Was I, so it was right great. down from you, the you venue. You can't plan that. No, yeah. no. <laughs> the British showcase was right down from the venue that uh, we were playing. So I was just like, "Well, in we, I've got my stuff here. I'm gonna go over for an hour, just watch the the Brits." I heard people asking what the BBC was. They're like, "Where I come from, BBC means something else." <laughs> That did got no laughs, and yeah. I, I figured it would. People go, were laughing at home. Go ahead, I mean, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, is my home, Adam. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs>
5: so, some other bands I've been listening to are uh, Wild Bell, who had an album come out called Dreamland. I don't know, a couple years ago, I think. Can you
2: spell that for Adam, please?
5: Yeah, <laughs> um, it's uh, some like psychedelic pop rock type stuff. Pop I rocks. I don't know where I first no. <laughs> I don't know where I first saw them or heard of them at. Uh, but I really like it. Um, another one is Ex Vivian which is Kristen Ritter who's an actress has a duo with some childhood friend of hers who I couldn't find his name anywhere but What does she do? She what? plays Sing? bass and sings in the, the band. That's and cool. It's, I want to It's actually kind of interesting. It's weird. They only have one thing that ever came out. It doesn't seem like they ever have played live. What was that called again? Ex Vivian.
2: Okay. I'm going to
5: check that out. Uh, and then uh, I've been listening to the Dresden Dolls a lot more recently for some reason. Like i I still still like them, but I used to like them a lot more and just kind of got back into it for some reason. So,
3: I, I'm one that, that becomes rather infatuated with records when I do discover one. Um, recently, uh, or I, I would say in the last five months, it only happens to me a couple times a year where I hear that one record that just I'm never going to forget. The last one for me was a record called No Resolution by Tim Kasher. I don't know if y'all are familiar. Uh, back in the day, he had a band called Cursive. Um, oh yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, uh, phenomenal guy, even more incredible musician. Uh, he actually wrote and directed a film that, accompany, that accompanies that record. So if if you aren't familiar, absolutely listen to that record. It is brilliantly underrated, like just insane. So such a beautiful, amazing record.
2: I think that is the. You're the only person to do one record, yeah, or yeah. just one person, yeah, that's nice. Some people get on their soapbox here yeah and and us. I could like us i
3: could i mean no i I could talk for hours about artists and musicians I yeah. admire and records that I love, but for me um especially as I get older and and the more I feel like I become the the person or the writer or the musician that, that I aspire to be, it does come down to one record. Yeah. Like that yeah. record that resonates deeply with you. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, it's like, I, I didn't mention something that I, that I've been listening to because I wanted to keep it short. But one of the things that I didn't mention was a, a record that, by my favorite band that I'm still absorbing right now and that I'm not going (laughs) to shut up Jackson.
2: I knew he was going to do this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry guys,
1: (laughs) but I'm, I'm saving it for next time to talk about it more next time. Uh, but yeah, so I like, I totally, I understand like there's, there's always that one, there's that one record sometimes that's just like going to just take over.
3: Oh, absolutely. And you know, even for me, when I first heard this one, it had that exact reaction where I said, I, I don't know, Tim, like, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. Like I, I had to sit on it, and as I did, I'll never forget. I was uh, walking somewhere, listening to it, and it just popped like the most amazing. Like it, it really is one of the most amazing records of the past five, maybe six, seven years. Yeah.
2: Um, Has anybody listened to the new Jack White? I, uh, I don't know, if, but man, I've heard that that his new record is exactly like that because people have been saying like, oh, you know, like Jack White he boasts this uh big you know mm-hmm. attitude and like oh i do things and such it but for somebody like he you know he's releasing music Certainly, that sounds yeah. very much like jack white mm-hmm. and they're like this is the album where it's like if he needed to do it he needed to do it now and they're like yeah it sounds like he was just trying to sound, uh like do like a beck odale thing and they're like it's incredible like and my vinyl is coming in the mail and I'm just oh, like, wow. I'm sitting there like, come on. Yeah. Cause like, I know if I listen to it on like a streaming service, right. I'm not going to be as analytical, but if I have to sit there and put the needle down oh, and definitely. sit in my room, I'll have to sit there and wait. So I'm yeah. with yeah, you. I'm completely kind of waiting just to like, exactly. whenever we
5: go to see him, I'm just not going to listen to it until I've seen him play some stuff off of it. Yeah. Cause i think heard. that'd be interesting. Cause that usually isn't the case where I go see someone yeah. who I've never heard their music it's yeah, it, like a big name at least like. Adam and
2: I are going to see him in like the end of April and oh nice it's one of those things where uh I they with the ticket the album came with it oh nice and so but they're sending out so many of those that uh they don't send out like a shipping or, like a tracking number so I'm sitting here like I don't know if this will <laughs> come in a month or if it's gonna come tomorrow. Damn. that's it's very cool but also like i want to listen to this album. yeah definitely i very much want to hear what these people are talking about because i think it's going to be really different most yeah. certainly so where can people find you the band
3: uh you can go to make dot com or you can find us on spotify pandora google all that good stuff amazon yeah. like Bandcamp, Shows you guys are playing. Shows around. yeah, you can we're find always all those shows online. I feel like we're always playing. We're always on tour. That's uh, a good thing to be. Yeah, in some regard, like it's always the band, me, a duo, a trio. We're always we're always on the go. Um, I think the the next show is Norman Music Festival on April 26th in Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, yeah. we're headlining, I believe, the Lift stage. So if you're in Norman, come hang out. That's a cool
2: fest. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, trying to get us on that and hasn't happened yet, but one time. Oh, yeah. It's a super cool fest. Great people. like yeah. Great
3: people that run that fest, yeah. for sure. That's
2: exciting. I might try and come down to Yeah, that. dude, jump in the van. Is that hang a, on with uh, us. a weekend?
3: I believe it is, actually. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. No, I can do that either. I'm easy. sure it is. I'm sure it's Friday or Saturday. Yeah.
2: Perfect. Adam, where can they find people us? can
5: find us on social media at DFTA Podcast um, and at DFTA.show. You can find show notes there if you're listening to the podcast app. That's great, because most people don't. But you can find uh, links to everything we talked about and all the bands that we mention every week, even if they're hard to spell.
2: Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, also, one thing I want to mention, uh, three quarters of us are cat dads. I just want to applaud that. i uh, <laughs> really proud of you guys. <laughs> the one person who isn't a cat dad also got in a car wreck today. <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> Probably.
1: So, um, we'll just see. in case it's not. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm allergic to cats.
3: Yeah, no, I think you need to bite the bullet, bro. Yeah, get a,
1: get a cat. Get a cat. Get a cat. Yeah. Bite wanna... the allergy Everywhere bullet. You you know,
3: just deal with the allergies. So... And have a cat. Yeah,
1: but Let's I don't. I, I, I don't really. I don't want. I don't want a cat right now. Maybe later. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's I'm not at that cat dad I'm point not, in his I'm life not here, you know? Know? Just yet. Not give day.
3: him. Give him a little time, guys. He wants He'll to be uncle right now. Yeah, I'm
1: totally fine being a cat. I'm. I'm totally fine being an anything uncle right now.
3: Being the uncle is always the best job. Let's be honest.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Swedish death metal cassette Everyone here is outside Dreaming of sex But if you're going to Paris Won't you get me some smokes I need something burning While I'm out here whistling for this